0: welcome to ask uni the show where we deep dive into the wonderful world of k-pop I'm Metz, a K-pop stan in training, and I'm here with my BFF Iman, a true K-pop stan. young Yerebun. Yes, every week I assign homework to
1: my stan in training. We cover everything from the best bands, TV shows, drama, and beyond. Follow along every week at askwanee.com, where we will include everything we discuss, available in the K-hole. That's videos, photos, and everything in between. So check it out
0: and follow along. Well, last week we talked about idols and we talked about the road to stardom. And this week we're going to get into actually the anatomy of a band because everyone has their role and every role is really important. And I know that there's different group sizes, there's different specialities, and I think it's really exciting to deep dive into this topic. And as Iman said, check out the K-hole because there's going to be a lot of really fun videos with some of the bands, performances from variety shows. Honestly, it's just really good fun and a good lull, especially if you have the February blues. Yes, so
1: exactly as Matt said, do check out the K-Hole. And I think what's great about this topic is we finally get to deep dive and find out about our favorite idols. So if you're looking into like more than just the performances and really want to know your personalities, this, hopefully this conversation will help you guys understand what people do, why they do it. And yeah, you learn a bit more of your favorite bands.
0: So without further ado, let's get into it. So there are various roles in a band. There is the leader. We've got the vocalists. We've got rappers, dancers. We have the hot ones, the visuals, the ones who look good. You have the different ages, you know, the baby of the group. So we're going to get into all of this, but I feel like we should probably start with the leader because that's the captain of the ship. How do they choose who the leader is going to be?
1: Okay, so for the leader, it's literally what it says on the tin. So a leader is usually in charge of the group, does most of the talking, takes most of the heat when... The proverbial beep hits the fan and has a large sense of responsibility. So this guy is almost like your older sibling or oldest sibling. Um, he has to make, he takes care of everyone, make sure everyone's okay. He's usually the one that's the mediator between label and the group. He's also the face of the group, but not necessarily like the face face, cause that's another role. He's like the mouthpiece. And of course, like any great team, it's good to have like a captain. So there's like a singular voice. But also a lot of this has to do with Korea's obsession with seniority-based culture, which is obviously a byproduct of Confucianism, and I won't get into all that jazz, but they love having layers of how to address people and giving people titles. So I guess a leader is kind of like the oracle of the group, and he's the one leading the squad.
0: I'm thinking of some of the groups that I grew up with, which are the more Western groups. Like, say, for example, you have NSYNC. Now, in NSYNC, it's quite obvious that Justin Timberlake emerged as the leader of the group. But that felt like maybe that was something more organic. But from the sounds of it, because in culture, having that hierarchy that's really clear is important, I suppose it's pretty much laid out before even the group starts when they're still just in training, do they say, okay, well, you're the leader and everyone knows that?
1: I think it goes, is it's usually two things from what I've noticed. Usually the oldest of the group is automatically the leader. And I think that just simplifies everything. Again, it's because of the seniority-based culture. And another thing, it's who is the most well-trained or the most experienced? So those are the two things they look at when it comes to giving someone the title of leader. So if we look at EXO, for example, Sehun is a leader but he's not the oldest of the group so but he was obviously at some the longest the most trained the most experienced so he was given that title over Schumann who Schumann is the oldest of EXO for example so really it is based on age or if that it'll be based on how experienced you are
0: when you're thinking about a group in maybe a more Western sense, the leader is also the lead singer. Now, if you're the oldest and the most experienced, it might not necessarily mean you are going to be the lead singer. So how does that work? Are you necessarily the best singer or you're just the oldest, most experienced, and then you become the leader?
1: I think a leader has nothing to actually do with your your roles outside of what your performance abilities are. So you can be a leader and main vocalist, or you can be a leader and sub rapper and not necessarily be the best at vocals. Although usually you tend to be one of the better roles or you cross over. There's so many crossing overs, which we'll get into later. But yeah, I think with a leader, it's strictly that person who is the conduit and channels what the group needs and is there to take care of the team, to take one for the team and to protect like their little brothers and little sisters. So I think it's a heavy, heavy responsibility as a leader you tend to find that a lot of the leaders have to take mental health breaks because of those stresses, because the company tends to put the pressure on them. It's honestly, if you are a firstborn child in an African family of like six or four like mine, you know what the stress is of being (laughs) the oldest, and it's that, it's exactly that sort of thing where you're like, have to make sure that your little brothers and sisters are doing right by you and the family, and it's hectic. But we love our leaders.
0: Moving on from the leader, then let's get into the vocalists. I know that some bands have lead singers and then some bands say like Little Mix, they make it really obvious that they don't want anyone to kind of have a little bit more airtime than the other. So they keep it really even. So when it comes to vocalists, is that usually the case or does it vary by band?
1: So this is a deep contention point for most bands and most fans. So what I found is we have our vocalists who are obviously in charge of the vocals of the group and you have your lead vocal and that person tends to have the best voice or carries the highest notes or carries the most lines in a song. And then you have your main vocalists and your sub vocalists. If you were to ask me what the difference is between a lead vocalist and a main vocalist, I couldn't tell you because those are synonyms. But (laughs) otherwise, some people say it is line distribution. By line distribution, I mean literally like line by line of a song, who gets more versus who gets less. Some people say it's, uh, it's the person who carries a melody or, you know, kind of carries a song or does the major high notes or, you know, has the most beautiful voice. So that can also be the role of the vocalist. But in essence, vocalists are the people, the vocals of the track.
0: And I was listening to um, MNEK, who is uh, a singer-songwriter in the UK. He's had a really good year, and he actually wrote Sweet Melody for Little Mix. And if you go on his Instagram, it's really interesting because he actually breaks down how they built the song. And then you can actually really get a sense of how everyone contributes because you have, say, your maybe lead vocalist who's singing the chorus or sing that verse. And then you hear the sub vocalists that are doing the little ad libs or they're adding the little harmonies. So you can't actually really hear them unless you single them out. But then when you layer it on, you realize they all really do have an important part to play. So I suppose it'd be interesting to know if they actually like swap roles in these groups. Let's talk about the Pussycat Dolls, maybe for a second, because that's like a really obvious example of like one person doing all the heavy lifting. And then the other ones, you're like, "Mm, what are they doing? And then they just have like a moment where they go. "Ooh, ooh, ooh, And that's literally all they do.
1: I think it's, it's a lot more even. And I find like, to be honest, guys, just to make this clear, again, once you get into the world, into fandoms and the world of groups, it becomes so hard to keep track of who's who and where in the lines and stuff, because we've got bands that go up to like 13 members. So obviously, if you think about how to divvy up a one three minute song between 13 people, it can get quite hectic. So I've been on forums where people will literally divvy up by percentages and good for you guys for doing the math on that because I could never. But yeah, but I think it's a lot more even. I think if if you are amongst the vocalists, you tend to have your moment to shine on the track or they'll divvy up the songs on the album, for example. So maybe you'll get, Of the six, each will have like two tracks that they lead on or feature more on. Or if someone's more of an alto than a tenor, they'll divvy it up accordingly. So that at least everyone gets to showcase their colors.
0: Maybe let's move on from the vocalist to the rappers, because we know rap is a huge part of K-pop and the beginning of K-pop culture. So this is quite an important role.
1: For the rappers, again, I found this really interesting because I don't know at what point rapping became a thing in bands. Like when did the, we have a girl pe- band and it's super girly pop and suddenly the rap chick show up. Like I'd really like to know at what point did that whole thing begin? Because I know with was C.O.T.G. and the boys and G.O.D., but these were bands that were formulated on hip hop and R&B. So that makes sense to have that sound. But I, if you guys out there in the universe of K-pop know why, why the rapping, that would be great. Like when did that begin? When was it a mandatory thing?
0: Well, when I look at some of the history of boy bands and girl bands from the 90s, I remember in the 90s getting that rap interlude was actually quite a big thing. So thinking about the Spice Girls, they had rap interludes. When you think about Five, which they were trying to be a little bit more quote unquote street they had the rapper so it was kind of creeping in on some bands that were trying to be a little edgy or whatever that they were kind of like getting that rap interlude in and maybe that was a trend that just kept going and people realized like it's nice to have that variety in a song as we talked about previously in k-pop they're really good at kind of splicing different genres to make a mega song that everyone will love So potentially that's just like a speculation of why it's become so trendy.
1: And another note on that, I think actually that makes the most sense to me. It's it, it, I think they obviously were taking a lot of influences to what was happening on billboard and what people were, were really into, especially in the, in the early 2000s. And that was the jam. Um, Another thing that people tend to make an excuse about rappers is essentially if you're the, the guy or girl that can't sing, they'll make you the rapper. That was back in the day. So if we look at, like, Shiny, for example, and Mino, like, bless him, he was picked because he was hot and hardworking. So hot, hardworking means rapper because you you can hit a few notes, we hope.
0: Well, you know what? I'm not going to lie. Rapping is hard. It sounds maybe like it's easy, but to get the right flow, it is a skill. So I'll give him credit for that.
1: But that's the thing, it, it's not until... I personally think it's not until recently that the rappers got really good. Because if you look at, like, you know, again, guys, please don't come at us. This just, is just two friends chit-chatting about music. Don't come at me. But some of these lyrics, though, where it's like, met you down in the coffee shop, we had tea. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> it's not the most lyrically engaging rap. But yeah, I think it totally makes sense for the time of what they were trying to do. And to your point, it completely adds a new color and layer to a song, especially since they have 14 different genres in one track. So it makes sense that to have a rapper, even if they are just pretty in there for decoration.
0: Well, from the rappers to my personal favorite, the dancers, because this is an interesting way to have someone in a group, especially when you think it's music, obviously you can't hear dancing but it's such a visual medium, performance-based, music videos, concerts. So having a dancer is quite an important, I guess, total package, especially when you're thinking about a debut and getting that wow factor.
1: Exactly. So the dancers are, usually you'll have a lead dancer per group. When we say leaders of something, it's obviously they lead that format. So if you're a lead vocalist, and obviously you are very good at vocals or you happen to be able to coach your team quite well, it's the same with lead dancers. Lead dancers tend to help with the choreography, for example. They'll spend the extra hours, you know, working with their group mates to help them catch up. Usually they're the quickest to learn things, quickest to adapt to certain roles. So the lead dancers is also key in performances because they usually have their one big, like, solo number as well so all the big theatrics tend to come from the performance unit or from the lead dancer
0: definitely check out the k-hole for amazing dance routines you know it's my favorite thing is to watch the choreography so shout out and big up to all the dancers and on to the next role the visual role which is really interesting that there's actually a role you are the best looking one this
1: is my ultimate most favorite role because of how nonsensical it is okay maybe it's because we are from the west and we're quite self-deprecating I think as Canadians so we'll never be like oh my god I'm hot or you know walk around with that label I suppose but I love how here literally you're told you are the hot one and your role is to continue being the hot one just be pretty that is your job that is it And usually with the visuals, they tend to be the center of the group. So when they do that little cute diamond formation that you see or triangle, the center is usually the visual and it's usually the cutest one that's front of the group. They are usually the ones that like last that the camera will cut on TV shows and they do that little wink thing and they're like, yeah, look at me, cute, hold, pause, breathe funny, like that for three seconds, hold the camera. Yeah, honestly, the visual is like my favorite role because who doesn't want to have the hot label?
0: Is there any jealousy from the other guys for this role? Because they're probably getting the most fans just going cuckoo over them. I'd be a bit like, what what, what about me? (laughs) Like, I'm cute too. that's the thing it's not like there's ugly people in a band so if you think they're
1: all hot so to be the hottest of the hot bunch is kind of nuts so you're like the hottest of the hot bunch It's like can you be jealous and I think too it's a cultural thing where they value beauty so much in Asia and they hold it to such a high standard that it makes sense that you would have a role like that so I would assume that if you're the visual you probably get All of the beauty products, like think about like all the campaigns you get to do Like that's money in the bag for you just because you're pretty.
0: You're basically the model, model slash singer slash dancer slash pop star.
1: You're literally the face of the group.
0: So moving on to the last role that we're going to cover, which is actually the baby of the group. And it's funny that, you know, you have the leader of the group, but then also you have to top it out and balance it out with having the youngest of the group.
1: So that's the The Makhne is the youngest social hierarchy at its finest. But this one's dealt by the hand of God and not necessarily your company. So if you are the youngest you are treated like a baby it's it's guys it's the same thing in your family if the youngest in your family everybody loves you more they treat you extra special you're spoiled but on top of that you do get the hand-me-downs or you never get the front seat in the bus you're put in the back or you know you're told to do all the really silly stupid things that your older brothers and sisters don't want to do but yeah, makhanes also tend to get away with things a bit more. So there happens to be the feisty makhanes or like the sweet makhanes. Once you start to understand these roles and why your favorite idols have these roles, you can see their personalities come out as well. So you have got like Baekhyun, who is our vocalist in EXO, but he's a bit cheeky because he's not necessarily like the leader so he can get away with having a bit more fun and then you have like chenyeol who's the rapper and he always walks around like he's a bit hard but he knows he's good looking so because he's also the visual so he walks around like he's hot stuff and then you've got like kai from exo as well who's lead dancer and only managed to get his solo album out now because all of his other bandmates are doing military service so the lead dancer finally got to have his own album (laughs) so it's interesting to see their roles and like how the puzzle pieces fit together
0: and we've been focusing on some of the more male-dominated bands, but is it the same thing for the girl bands?
1: Yes, it is 100% the same for the girl bands. And just for us to make a quick note, it's because Metsy and I love boys, and so we tend to be a bit biased. <laughs> we'll do two band breakdowns a little further on, and I promise one will be a girl band and one will be a boy band. <laughs>
0: Thinking about groups and sizes, I'm going to go way back. I'm talking like the 1950s. That's when you started seeing these groups of men that were choreographed, sounding great, and of course, getting the attention of teenage girls all across the globe. And it always felt like it was a four or five piece. I feel like That has been a trend throughout the ages in a lot of Western bands. Maybe that's to do with actually the vocal harmony part of it. But as we know, in K-pop, they make up their own rules. And you don't need to have, you know, four or five. You can, but you can also have 13. You can have 22. (laughs) So when you think about that size, like how do you even start thinking about the roles in groups like that?
1: Okay, so this is just me taking a wild guess. So if we look at concepts and the love for labels and their concepts, if they look at a four-piece band, we can take Card, for example, which is a co-ed group, super rare, two guys, two girls. They don't necessarily have like, they have their leaders and so on and so forth, but because it's just four of them, I feel like it's so easy to divvy up the role And they're all amazing dancers and they're all amazing singers and rappers. So they're kind of holistic in that sense, but they're very strong performance group, for example. So I think that's quite easy to define. And then you look at bands, like obviously the huge ones, like the boys, like when you watch the boys, I clearly watch them for their performances more so than I do their vocals. Although I love their songs as well, but like, clearly they're a performance driven band. So as a concept, I think that's what the label was thinking about. They're like, we want the best dancers, regardless of whether you're the lead rapper or lead vocal or just pretty, you have to be strong dancers. So I, I think it's what the image that the company wants to put out if, and, you know, how they want to change things out. So if you're a cutesy band, and they get cutesy. If they want to have a Motown sounding like Mama Moo, for example, they're very much an R&B girl group. So they're all strong vocalists. And a lot of the backlash that they got was because they weren't your stereotypical, really, really pretty girls that was coming out at the time. So I, I think... That's how they sort of come up with concepts and ideas of who gets what role.
0: When you have, say, a group of four members, it's really straightforward. But when you have, say, 13. So let's start with the simplest first.
1: If we look at TVXQ, there's two of them, right? Which you think should be easy enough. But then you've got You Know You Know, who calls himself the leader of a two member group, which I think is hysterical. <laughs> and then you have 2PM, who. Jay Park was the leader of their group, but then he ended up not coming back. So they, the boys actually got together and decided that they were going to go on and become leaderless, which is incredibly, incredibly rare, I think, in this sphere. And then we have Seventeen, which is a band under Playtus and Big Hit Entertainment, and they have 13 members. So let's break down 17's line distribution. We've got the vocal line, which is Junghan, Joshua, Woozi, Sukmin, and we then have the hip hop line, which is Scoops, Wanwoo, Mingyu, and Vernon. Then we have the performance line, which is Jun, Hoshi, The Eight, and Dino. So already we've got everyone's got their roles, and I believe Woozy is the lead vocalist. Between The Eight and Hoshi, they're the leaders of the performance line, and then we've got Scoops, who is the actual leader of the whole group. Scoops, such a cute name. Scoops, Scoopsies. Anyway, so he's the leader. But then. It can be broken down even further, which I think is insane. And I'm not going to say who goes under what, but 17 fans have broken their lines into the leader line. So obviously there's a vocal line leader, the hip-hop line, and the performance line leader. Then we've got age lines, all the kids in the same ages. So the 95ers, 96ers, 97ers, so those are the kids based on the year they were born. Then they have the height line, so it's all the short kids versus all the tall kids. Those are lines. Actually they're called tree lines. So if you're tall, you're on the tree line, which I think is hysterical. And then you've got the place of birth lines, which is the China team versus the South Korea team. And then obviously you've got Maknae. So those are the youngest of the bunch. And yes, that was a lot of lines.
0: And so with those lines, do you find that between groups, do they have that camaraderie? So if I'm part of the hip hop line in one band, is there a bit of camaraderie for, you know, hip-hop lines from the other band? And do fans also like to compare and have, like, lines versus lines for different bands? I see that happening in
1: labels a lot. So label within label. So, for example, I know in YG, we've got Bobby from Icon and you've got Mino in and, and Winter, And they tend to do stuff together. And they're from the hip-hop. They're both the rappers, essentially. So they will do music together. So, yeah, you do see guys also, they grew up together and they trained together. So they are best friends growing up. So then you'll have a lead vocalist and a rapper come together to create music. So it's a lot of these crossovers do tend to happen. But I feel like it happens mostly within the label itself versus across labels or across bands, unless they train together at some point or they run into each other a lot during performances and they happen to become good friends along the way.
0: And then when you see some of these guys going solo and the women too, is there a trend that usually it's say the leader that has the opportunity to go solo or it's the vocal lead or the visual maybe go solo. Cause they're the most gorgeous. Is that a thing?
1: That is a very good question. Cause I always wondered how people get their solo deals. And I feel like it's, a mixed bag of who is already getting a lot of attention and action. So if you're someone that has a lot of marketing appeal and you're getting all the TV shows and you're in variety and you have all the brand ambassador to deals, then I feel like you don't really need to put a solo album out because I feel like if you're more musically inclined, that person tends to be the one that the agency will give the option to release a solo. Or if you happen to be really popular, they'll be like, Oh, let's cash in on this and give them a solo. So, if we take Blackpink, for example, Rose is the more musically inclined one of the four. Like, she writes her own songs, but she's only coming out with her own stuff now. Whereas Jenny came out with a solo first because she's the darling. She's one of the Western world's obsessed with. She's the one that Chanel's like gagging over, but she came out with her song first. But then, if you look at the guys at XO, they have subunits, but then the solo records, it was the lead vocals first. So it's like Bekyon and and those guys. So it I guess it depends. It's a that fine balancing act between how can we cash cow versus who has the work that actually deserves to go out and be put out there.
0: So I guess my most important question of the hour has to be Won Ho is definitely the visual, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <Hey. laughs> he's gone solo too now, so
1: wanho wanho wow ho he is you guys have to understand like i've opened this pandora's box for vets when it comes to monster x and wanho i feel like it was between wanho and it was i thought seanu was was cuter until wanho now i almost prefer wanho solo because i feel like he gets to show his true colors and his full-blown like masculinity so yeah for me he's like the visual But yeah, that's what I mean. Sometimes going solo, like you get to show your true colors a bit more and you're not having to be a part of that band and that perfect sort of puzzle piece, you can be your own person. So I think that's more like the most exciting bit about, you know, our favorite guys and girls going solo. They get to show off a bit more and be themselves a bit more.
0: So as you did point out earlier on, yes, we do love the boy bands, but we do love the girls too. So let's break down one of our favorite girl bands
1: boy band now girl band and i'm going to talk about twice which as we know is a girl group consisting of nine members and we top it all off with Jio. so jiho is a leader and main vocalist we then have neon and she's lead vocalist lead dancer and So as you can see guys our roles are beginning to blur then you've got jongyeon and she's just the lead vocalist i don't want to just say just but that's her one role. Then you have Momo, who's main dancer, sub-vocalist and sub-rapper. You've got Sana, and she is a sub-vocalist, so she's kind of there being like ah, Most of the time you've got Mina, who's main dancer and sub-vocalist. you got Daehyun, who's lead rapper and sub-vocalist. My god. You've got Chaeyoung, who is our main rapper and sub-vocalist. Soo who is our lead dancer, sub-vocalist. Visual and Maknae. So she's got all of those things. So she's a lead dancer, sub vocalist, visual, and the maknae.
0: Yeah, she's got a lot on her shoulders there. A lot of visual pressure on her. And she's a baby.
1: Exactly. So imagine if you're the hottest baby. Like, you're double spoiled, guys. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Her day-to-day must be, like, flowery paths everywhere she goes. Just someone in front of her sprinkling roses as she walks. I want to be a visual
0: maknae. Well, I think that roundup actually just proves the point that everyone in the group is multi-talented. Everyone has multiple roles to play. Everyone has an important contribution. And as we love to point out, and it's very evident, these guys are all super duper talented. And that's why we love to watch them. And we love to see what they can do. With this episode... We are telling you their roles and what they do, but I think it's
1: really, really important for you guys to go into the K-Hole and check out the variety shows that we link and watch. It's really funny. It's such a good time, but you really get to see some of your favorite band members come out of their shells and showcase, yes, their talents and their roles, but also their personalities. And I think this will start to make some sense because when you're watching them reality shows, you can tell when the leaders address because they tend to get all the more formal questions you can tell when the makine is addressed because they are asked to do mostly the silly things like put these bunny ears on and go hop around the studio for us. Or, you know what I mean? Or you can see like the performance guys, they usually have some really intricate dance number that they perform. So do check out. There's so many you can watch, um, on YouTube as well. So you can watch some of my favorites, which is an young name or knowing brother actually knowing brother is on Netflix now. So you can watch it. I started watching that show in 2017. My advice to you though, is if you can stream it, not necessarily on Netflix, do that because I think Netflix just couldn't get the rights to the music So they have some really terrible like BGM happening and it's just bad. Another thing you can watch is Weekly Idol. Like, honestly, there's so many K-pop based variety shows that you guys should check out. We linked a few in the K-hole, so have a look-see.
0: For the past few episodes, we've been talking about the technical side of K-pop. So that's all the pieces that make the beautiful K-pop puzzle. But next week, we're going to get a bit more into the music.
1: That's right. We're talking our favorite bands, our not-so-favorite bands, and bust-ups. Why do they break up? Was it baby mama problems? Was it contract disputes? Was it... I don't know, a flash in the pan. They were never given a chance. One hit wonders. Discover all of that and more next week. Thanks for listening.
0: Please remember to subscribe to the podcast and leave a
1: comment. You can also follow us on Instagram at askuni underscore podcast. That's A-S-K-U-N-N-I-E underscore podcast.
0: And check out the K-Hole, which includes all of the content we discuss. You can find that on askuni.com.